Hello guys, welcome back to the free Hammers podcast live. It's me and Paul this week and we're going to be going through everything West Ham related and any news that we like to cover through sports. If you've got any questions throughout the show, put them in the live chat and we'll try our best to answer them. If you've not subscribed already, please hit the subscribe button, hit the like button if you like our content and please share with your friends. Let's get on with it. It's the free Hammers and it's live. Hello. Well, Hello. Guys, welcome back. Um, I did say we'd do a podcast. We didn't get to do it the day I said we'd do it, but we are going to put one out, you know, and hopefully we can get these regular again soon now because football is coming back, mate. Mm. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it's coming back. Mate. Hopefully a lot can change in two weeks. Mm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, oh, it looks like it, mate. They're determined um, to push it through. So yeah, it looks like it's going to happen. Um, I see um, Brady has been talking today. Yeah, I didn't uh, see that. What did she say? She's been talking, saying that there's a minimum requirement of 15 fit players for the oh, game yeah. to be able to go ahead. And she's she was basically going on about, well, what if teams ain't got 15 fit players? Then what? Um, and then she was talking oh, actually, about. I did see that article actually. I did read that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about because it she's was talking um, about finishing it said, on yeah, the. Yeah, because you have seven obviously on the bench, and there was that thing they might introduce five subs, but then there's no point doing that if you've only got 15 players. It's weird because that's that's what they've done with the old five something. That's what they've done in um, Germany on the Bundesliga. I don't know if you've watched any of it. Uh, no, I'll be honest, I haven't watched it. I've watched a couple of the games, but because the fitness and the amount of substitutions, as soon as the game gets to like the hour mark, it's dead. It's finished because everyone's either tired or they bring on five subs and it's a completely different team. So yeah, by like that, friendly sort of vibe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. By sort of 60, 65 minutes, the game's done. Um, I don't know, man. It's been weird. It's been weird watching it. Are, are you looking forward to it coming back? I've missed, I've missed sport, football, and I've said it on my show, boxing as well. Obviously, I've missed any sport like that. But from a West Ham fan perspective, no, I'm not at all. Mm. Um, I put a couple of tweets out yesterday actually saying about my fear is, you know, our mentality and application at the best of times. Then we've got another excuse we can throw in the fire. Now, oh, it's because the players can't adapt to there being no fans. Oh, the players were worried about this. The players aren't adapt to this. The players are not fit yet. I don't know, West Ham over the years have just been using excuse to get out of anything. Mm. And I think, not, I don't know, mate, for me, I think, I think we go down as well. I do. I, I, I honestly do think we go down. I keep seeing as well, we've got a few players that are not training at the minute either that are out. I think um, Masuaku's out. Antonio's away on compassionate leave was the last I read. And there's someone else out as well. I can't think who it is. But... I, uh, yeah, I don't know, mate. I don't fancy our chances. I don't. I don't. There's some tough, tough games in there as well. Like we, we discussed it, didn't we, last time we spoke? Um, the first game, Wolves, is going to be on a Friday night, apparently. Um, they've been training two or three weeks ahead of us. Mm. What does us in as well is with the whole, and again, Brady was talking about it today, if it, if it gets to the point where they say, all right, now it's not safe anymore. A lot of people were saying this is all, you know, they want to get Liverpool's first couple of games in as soon as possible let them win the title and then and they, they can end it and then if they want to scrap it they could scrap it then yeah but 
if that's true and if they end up doing that, then you get in a situation where a team like West Ham, we've got hard games in that first run of games. What if we end up playing two, three games, lose all three, drop into the bottom three, and then they say, yep, that's the end of the season, and we get relegated. Whereas if we'd have had the chance to play the rest of the games, which were technically easier, we yeah, might have got out of it. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? I can see there being a lot of lawsuits. I think no matter what happens, whoever goes down, whatever three clubs go down, you're going to see lawsuits. And then what about the rest of the thing that they have to sign from what I, that Brady article, mate, because I did read it. Mm. I think it sounds like they're going to made to sign a thing of if it's stopped, it will go down to points per game. West Ham go down on that as well. It's so harsh. How can you to go down like that? It's so harsh. Really harsh, mate. And then what if, what if, so again, in that situation, if they say that, okay, you have to sign up for this. I don't know why the, the bottom six clubs would even, would sign that. So what happens if they say, no, nah, I'm not signing it? I don't know, mate. I don't, I don't know. Well, what my fear is as well, I, get, um, I see a couple of, I think TalkSport were talking about as well. So if you if West Ham were a mid-table at the moment and there's no risk of qualifying for anything or no risk of going down, why would you put out your best 11? Mm. Then you've got that political thing then of, so, I don't know, Aston Villa, for example, that are down there, and Norwich that's down there could play, I don't know, a mid-table. I'm trying to fit some mid-table teams at me. You know, like, I don't know, Newcastle, uh, someone yeah. like that. Just pluck a name, team out of the air. They could just play a team, and then, again, that's the integrity gone. Mm. Yeah, same same with Liverpool as well, mate. When Liverpool inevitably win the league... Just going to go not, Champions League. We're just going to. Oh no, they're they're gonna, League, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're not going to play their main players, and if they do, they're going to play at half pace. It's going to be training games, especially without the crowd and all the rest of it and the atmosphere. Um, I will say again, like I say, I've watched a few of the. I've watched uh, a few of the Bundesliga games, and I have to say they've been better standard than I expected because I thought they would just be sort of kickabouts. You know, I suppose at the end of the day, these are really competitive professionals. They do want to win, um, but the, the, it's not the same, man. The, the atmosphere is not there. It is like watching a pre-season friendly, but maybe a half a step up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. Really, really difficult to to know how it's going to go when it, when and if it comes back. Like I say, a couple of weeks, a lot can change. No, definitely, mate. Um, yeah, like it, it's nice. The players have had a bit of a rest, though. You know, like Rice have played a lot of football over the last two years. Um, someone like Antonio, who's constantly rushed back, has had a chance to have like an eight to ten week rest now. Mm. Um, no, and apparently Jack Wilshere is fit to keep saying. You know, there's big some big change. There's some big things that might help us. There are. To be fair, that's saying I saw as well. A few people saying that with players. Like because it's not going to be that pressure cooker atmosphere in the stadium with the fans and all the rest of it. Some players might actually thrive off that. So, like if if the game's played at a slower tempo, that's going to benefit players like Jack Wilshere. Mm-hmm. He could end up shining for the end of the season. Um, you know, play, players maybe like Philippe Anderson take that pressure off him, take that weight off his shoulders from the fans. He could really come into his own again. Yeah, um, I don't know. Uh... I don't know. I'm very nervous, though. I'm very, very nervous. 
I'm very nervous. I'll tell you um, one, thing, one thing I haven't seen, and I'm pretty sure it is still running, and I know there's been a couple of comments and a few other people have been watching the Bundesliga as well. I haven't seen VAR yet in the Bundesliga mm. in these behind closed doors games, and I'm pretty sure that it is still running. Yeah. I haven't actually seen it used yet. I don't know if it has been, but there's been a lot. I, I, I was... <laughs> I was looking, I was saying, see if anyone out there is gamble, uh, if you like a bet, yellow cards are the value better than a minute. Um, I, was it not yesterday, the day before yesterday, there were 14 yellow cards in oh. the first half across five games? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> y- yellow cards are the things to bet on. But yeah, I haven't seen VAR used yet. I don't know if it has been, but I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, so Nick says, Miss Lugu is actually pretty good, especially Leverkusen. Um, Antonio is training apparently. Um, said Antonio and Cresswell was missing, but they are back now. Um, watched 10 minutes of Bundesliga and it was like pre season games. We're going deep trouble to stay out of it. It's about us holding our nerve and showing some bottle. I agree, and I don't, it's there's a lot of question marks on the bottle of then West Ham players for me. Really, mm. is um, this is where really I've got to be stand up and be counted for now. But the Tottenham game as well, again, it's all that we play a Tottenham team that's got Kane and Son when we was going to play a Tottenham team that didn't have Kane and Son. <laughs> I know that's the same for everyone, but mm. it just makes it so much harder. I know, yeah, and it, it does. It all goes back to the integrity thing and they're saying that they, oh, we have to finish the season because of the integrity of the game, which is bollocks. Like, that's, that's it, there's no, in, finish, it's a completely different, set of circumstances the break has been so long you can't really say this is the same season it's not like i I don't know it's it's um it's a completely different thing different circumstances the old integrity thing's rubbish that's gone is there there anything you are looking forward to i mean yeah (laughs) yeah obviously you know i'm i'm looking forward to to watching west ham play again you know, like I say, it's been uh, this whole time, this whole couple of months, I haven't really missed football, watching football. I haven't really missed at all. And I haven't really thought about it too much. And I haven't really thought about West Ham too much, which has been nice not to have to worry about West Ham yeah. every week. But then since football has started coming back, and like I say, I've started watching a bit of the Bundesliga. Yeah, I do want to watch. Oh, there, there you go. So VR has been used. Nice one. Um, I haven't seen it myself. I wasn't sure. Um but yes, seeing seeing the German games has made me think because obviously you're watching it as a neutral, whereas if it was West Ham playing, there'd be a bit more to it. So yeah, oh, has yeah, made me, yeah, has, it has made me look forward to to seeing West Ham run out again. Um, as soon as the games start and we get pumped in the first game, it will change. But yeah, <laughs> uh, I just uh, like I said, I'm praying we don't go down. Um, Again, it's that question of is this one of the worst years to go down mm-hmm. as well, considering you may not have fans in for the whole of the championship season as well. You're already hurt because you've gone down. You're hurt because you've lost a lot of players and then you've got to try and rebuild and mentally they're ready to compete in one of the hardest leagues in the world, the championship. And I don't know, are West Ham capable of that? And if David Moyes was still in charge, if we go down, do you think that man has the... I don't know, the skill set get us out of that if we were to go down. Mm, I think, uh, to uh, to be honest, mate, even under normal circumstances, going down 
championships a difficult league to get out of. Um, but yeah, like you say, although when you are a big team as well. When you are a team, like let's not kid ourselves, West Ham is a we are a big team in terms of England. Go down, we are the team that everyone wants to beat. Mm. Fans as well, there ain't going to be no fans, but if there were fans, that going to that grounds like a day out, like at Wembley, you know, like yeah. massive stadium, oh yeah, like real up for it and all that, and they want to beat us. Mm. I don't know. the The only thing is, I mean, if if we if we do go down, if we went down, even if fans were allowed in, realistically, how many fans are we going to get in that stadium in the championship? Now, obviously, previous seasons when we've gone down at the Bowling, we've always kept our attendance quite high. But I think after this year and the protests and a lot of people disillusioned about everything. You could see twenty twenty five thousand people rattling around in that bowl, even if fans were allowed. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe having no fans at all might do us a favour if that were to happen. Um, there is that. There is that thing of saying that um, it could potentially cleanse fans in, like you start getting the real fans are there again, and then start getting that congregation of fans that are real fans. <laughs> I don't like using that word because we're all fans, but you know what I mean by that. Oh, yeah, no, no, all the get rid of no, mate. You say about the real fans, there's a lot that's the problem as well. Like, there's a lot of fans over West Ham now, over the new West Ham that ain't real fans, they're day trippers, they're there because they want to see yeah, Premier League. Seconds, sorry, mate, sorry, let's just knock at my door. I'll be two seconds. That's all right, I'll keep talking, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, you, you guys in the comments probably know what I'm talking about there. There's been a lot, I think there's been a lot of day tripper fans, there's been a lot of not real fans, and I think from that side of things, it would be good to get. The, the real fans, is, I know, don't want to say that, but to get them back. And I, I think, do you know what, mate? I think we need a clear out. Get rid of all the tourists. Get rid of all yeah, the day yeah. trippers. So that was me old man. He left his phone in. <laughs> 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 um, I'm the same as Paul. I ain't missed football at all. But since Bundesliga came back, the idea of watching West Ham again is much more exciting for some reason. Yeah, it, as much as I'm dreading it, you know, the stress and then me and Paul have to talk on here about dross performances and stuff like that. Mm. You can't deny I've missed West Ham. I, I have missed watching West Ham. It's part of my weekly routine. You know, three o'clock on a Saturday, wife, don't talk to me for two hours. <laughs> and then if we lose, don't talk to me for another two hours. But <laughs> if we win, we can have a Chinese takeaway. <laughs> um, 25, 30 max if we went down. Yeah. Um, how rude! I'm not sure what he was referring to there. Probably your your old man knocking on the door. Oh yeah, yeah, mate. yeah. I, don't, I, I did to him. I said, "I'll find. I've got to do a show." And then he comes back to like disrupt it. Um, yeah. So, but I'm, I'll tell you what I am looking forward to. Um, I mean, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing more of him because you know, we only got that little glimpse of him, didn't we? And he looks good. He, he looks like he knows, you know, what English football's about. He's mm sort of player that us as West Ham fans will fall in love with. Um, hoping that the break has sorted someone like Haller's mind out as well. You know, he, lack of confidence, shoulders very hunched like this. And I'm hoping that the break has made him forget that. Like you say, it's been so long. It seems that that season's over anyway. That mm. so might rejuvenate him a bit. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I'm hoping. Sort of fresh start. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, like you say, mate, about Bowen as well. Definitely looking forward to seeing more of him. The the worry there is 
didn't he have a and he got a relegation release clause in his contract? So if we do yeah, go down, yeah. we might not see him for long. Oh, mate, that's, it'd, be that's one, it'd be heartbreaking, mate. That's one thing I will say. I don't know. I, I'm assuming that Moyes wanted Bowen, um, and that that's that's one thing I will say. If we do go down, and if Moyes stays as manager, which I think he probably will, if we did go down. I would kind of trust him to pick those kind of players out, especially at a championship level. I think I would... Did you hear that thing that might come in, though, in the championship? Again, I don't know how much of this is true, but it's a real strong rumour. They may put a wage cap in the championship next year. That's for next year, I think, because of trying mm. to save clubs from going bankrupt, basically, of seven grand a year. Uh, seven grand a week, sorry. Seven grand a week. It's peanuts, really, isn't it? So you can keep the players you've got. Yeah. So, for example, I don't know, Art Noble stays on 50, 60 grand a week. Any new player you sign only be put on seven grand. I think it was Gonzo that made this video that he read somewhere. That creates big issues, don't it? Like, it? There's no way that could work. First of all, no players that are currently in a contract would leave. I think it's to do that. I think it's potentially to stop players being able to move. Yeah, but then, oh, and then obviously you're not going to be able to sign anyone. You're not going to be able to, even, even free agents. Well, yeah, I mean, even free agents, even players that are on a free, they're just going to go It's a lot of money for else. you, but it's not a lot of money for, some championship players are on 50 grand a week. Mm. And you, like Gonzo said it, actually, it was Gonzo, because I remember the words now. He said, when you get relegated, obviously you would go, I'm going to buy five best players in the championship. That will sort us out. If you're only offering them seven grand a week, it ain't going to happen, is it? Because that, that leads back to that Ngakia thing. Mm. So if Ngakia hasn't been, don't know whether he's been picked up by a Premier League club or not, or he may still sign a contract for West Ham, we don't know yet. But championship-wise... If that came in, he could only get a seven year grand a year contract anyway. It's mm. probably only two or three grand more than what West Ham are offering. Mm. Yeah, I can't I can't see it. I can't see it. Um I think again there'd be all kinds of legal challenges over freedom of movement and all the rest of it. I don't know, I can't I can't see it. It's interesting. What do you uh, make of, uh, the stuff then? It's it's difficult, isn't it? I mean you there's two sides to it. First side is he does look really good. He looks promising since he come in. He looked solid. He had a couple of good performances and he's exactly the sort of player that you'd want to tie down and keep at the club. But then on the other hand, it's just a couple of performances. We all know what happened to Reese Oxford. Mm-hmm. So there's there's got to be, it depends. Have we offered him next to nothing? Have we offered him an unreasonable wage? I, I, or does he I, want I, more I, than I his worth? He's been offered three grand a week. And 15 grand appearance bonus. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if he plays, he's only 23 grand a week. Sorry, 10 grand a week. Yeah. And I think that's a fair wage for, that's that's more than a fair wage for him. And yeah. I think that's that's a fair way of doing it. And, then there was another, and there's obviously no increments in there where it's like after 15 games, appearance bonus goes up to 10 grand or. Mm goes up to five and your appearance goes up to this. So eventually you would earn, I don't know, 40 grand a week hmm. after about 30 games. I mean, I if, it is, 
If it's something like that, that seems fair. I mean, you don't know if he has been offered a, a contract by another Premier League club, what they've offered him. Um, you don't know the, how much we have really offered him. I don't know. There's a lot of we, there's a lot of stuff we don't know there. Obviously, I'd like to keep him. But if it's he let argument. So, and it's a great argument that I read. So, say you was put on three grand a week and your appearance bonus fifty grand, twenty grand a week, and there's no guarantee that the season kicks off mm. in September. You're just earning three grand a week, three grand a week, three grand a week. I know, I know it's a hell of a lot of money for someone like me. Oh, Paul, I'm saying, man, that's ter- terrible. You can't put no terrible. food on the table, nothing. Oh. Yeah. Feel bad for him. I'll send him some Asda's round. Yeah, um, yeah, maybe that's in his head a little bit as well. No, maybe, oh, maybe. I, I mean, there's again. a lot of un- there is a lot of uncertainty at the minute. And you know, if if I was a player right now, I'd be trying to get as big a contract as possible because mm. you don't know what's going to happen in the next few years. There's going to probably be a massive recession. I'm sure money's going to come back if there's no fans allowed to go to the stadiums. Not a massive hit, but the clubs will take a hit. The TV money is probably going to be lower. So yeah, those big contracts are going to go quiet for a little while. I think unless yeah, you're yeah. A superstar, I'm talking Mbappe's, Neymar's, and Hallands and people like that. But from those elite, like top twenty players in the world, I don't think you're going to get them massive, massive like three hundred grand a week ones for a while now. No, no. Again, that. Again, that makes it hard to sell as well because you don't want to price yourself either. Do you know, like someone like Diop, but I'll ask you it as well, mate. Like for me, I would I wouldn't mind if Diop was to go, but again, you've got to have the right price. Mm. What is the right price in today's market? That's the thing. If you're, talking, if, if you're talking six months, twelve months ago, you're talking 60, 70 million for an Issa Diop. In six months to a year's time, he might be worth twenty million. Mm. I don't know, mate. It's difficult. Difficult. My mindset is very much a we need to. If it means selling Anderson and Diop and Declan Rice stays, I'm prepared to do that. Mm. I was manager of West Ham. What about you? The thing is, is the likes of. At, well, Anderson, definitely, if we can get the the best out of him again, he's a player that's that's not, you know, the, the age like he's him. at. I like him a lot. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, the age that he's at, where he's at in his career, he's, he's probably going to stay a few years if he gets his form back. Um, whereas the likes of, if you start saying, as a, as a club, if you start saying, right, we'll sell this one and this one and this one so we can keep Rice. That's only going to last a year. And then next year, you're going to have the same again. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, we'll sell this one and this one and this one. Maybe we'll keep him for another year. He's going to go eventually. Yeah, he's going to go within the next two years. So I think you've got to weigh it up, haven't you? You know, do you want a year at Declan Rice or do you want potentially a good two, three years out of a Diop and an Anderson? I think you know it's all I mean? about Declan Rice. It's the timing, isn't it? You... I hate referring to Tottenham on this channel, but you know, you look, they sold Modric, they sold a bail. Those two those two together was what, about 150 million, I think, just those two players. From that, they've been able to build something. There have been some really bad signings they've made, but they've also from that they was I think they was able to get like Christian Eriksen in, 
um, Toby Oliveira and Vertonghen's and people like that. And they've built a real solid team over the last sort of years of bow leaving, haven't they? Mm. And if, if we can get there and be patient and wait for like 100 million or 80 million plus for Declan Rice, then I'd say, okay, yeah, he could go. Mm. It's a lot of money for West Ham. 80 million is a lot of money. It's yeah, sad. Yeah. But he, oh, uh, I'll be, I'll be he, glad uh, when he leaves. It doesn't have to go, but at some point he will go. And we'll yeah, he, he will. We and we have, we've spoke about this before. He's still a young lad. You know, he could easily stay at West Ham for another four years, five years, and then go on. But you know, from his point of view, you got to think about injuries. You got to think about there's all kinds of stuff you got to think about. I understand it. I understand it. And he wants to be playing at the top level. You never know, mate. Maybe maybe West Ham will end up in that top level and we'll be able to keep these sort of players. I don't know. No, I think I think this um this pandemic has just lengthened the time that Golden Sullivan will be at the club now, mate. Because mm. I think the price of the club would have been reduced now. And they won't be getting much back on their investment. And I think we might be stuck with them a little bit longer now. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a very depressing show today, isn't it? Especially uh, <laughs> when football is meant to be coming back. I've been going West Ham nearly 30 years and you get day tripper fans of other clubs at the stadium and many season ticket holders and choose their, choose their which they didn't realise as much at Upton Park. Yeah. Um, I think Jeremy will re-sign on a basic with performance-based rises. I don't think the club are being extra... Aware after giving rules out the players, yeah, yeah, like the Resox, but I think the Resox for the scared, scared them really, and it? it's you know, mm. can't get too excited of a player after two or three games, like you were saying just a minute ago, mate. Yeah. Uh, Charlie says, realistically, and wouldn't leave unless he was certain he could get a contract somewhere else more than the one Sullivan is offering. This is why you shouldn't do contract stuff so late. Um, anything else West Ham wise mate I've noticed we're linked with that um, Barcelona right back that we was linked with a couple of years ago that Musa Wagyu that his name Wagyu yeah 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 um, yeah yeah good luck with that I think he's probably <laughs> one of the brightest prospects uh, yeah, Pedro, in... because that's Semedo plays yeah but he's still he's still very young I think he and he's supposed to be like a real, real prospect. He'd probably have much better options than West Ham, I would have thought. Yeah. I'm trying to think some other players we're linked with. Bakayoko, Chelsea, uh, former Chelsea guy. Um, mm. As in the Sun, if you read that <laughs> terrible paper. Um, it'd be good for us. It good. would be good for us, yeah. It'd be good. But- um, he sort of rejuvenated his career a little bit. Season at AC Milan, season at Monaco. Obviously, he's had a great season at Monaco. Mm. Um, again, and, that, and that's the thing of you know, if we were to sell rice, you bought in a Bakayoko, you're thinking, okay, that's that's fair enough, that's fair dues. Yeah. yeah, I haven't really, to be honest, mate, I haven't really, like I say, I haven't really been thinking about football all that much the last <laughs> couple of months, so I haven't really been keeping up with the news. And the thing is, as well, I've been sort of ignoring it anyway because. There, I don't think there is any news at the minute, but the papers have to write about something, so they're just picking stuff out of the air, 
So I haven't really paid too much attention to all that, to be honest with you. Yeah, That's saying as well. I, I, I don't. I don't know if they have. I haven't seen anything. If they've even started speaking about what happens with player contracts, what happens with a transfer window? Yeah, I think they can sign um, temporary, like rolling month contracts. Mm. And it is a player. The player have to sign it. There's a, you know, you uh, can't force somebody to sign an extension. Yeah, you know, like William. Obviously, he will sign. Well, because he's Chelsea player, and so you, you won't want to leave tarnished. And there's, as like for example, like a Ryan Fraser, who's been very vocal about wanting to get out of that Bournemouth contract as soon as possible. Lee think, nah, mate, you're right. I'm not, I'm not, mm. I'm not signing because then you can force me to play to a certain extent or find me. Mm. Yeah, it's it's messy. Um... Like I said, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't really seen anything about that. And as I say, the transfer window, and then is the transfer window going to line up with European clubs? And I don't know. The more you, the more you start thinking about it, actually coming back, the more questions it raises. Mm. Then, like the kits, you know, uh, when, when does a kit deal actually run out? Mm. You know, obviously, we have got Umbro for another year, I believe. Again, like usually, what Sam start releasing the shirts within about the next sort of. Three weeks usually about mid June, end of June, and then you sort of we're normally one of the last, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, and obviously, it's a big kit this year as well. Like, uh, you're saying 125th anniversary kit, it'll be this year. And there's a lot of questions, a lot of questions, very interesting stuff. Um, just reading here, anything else here? Uh, I think really that exciting. I say, I'd uh, just to just to mention it on here because obviously, we spoke about it. The other day about um another shirt sponsor going bust. Yeah. yeah. So um, just in case anyone's not aware, our brand new shiny um sleeve sponsor, Bassett and Gold, have gone into administration. Brilliant. West Ham have got such good form for sponsors, haven't we? It's yeah. just a kiss of death. <laughs> no sponsor for a, a year. Um XO Airways went out of business. There was another one, I think, as well, wasn't it? Didn't the arm, other arm sponsor go out of business as well? It was the other arm sponsor before Bassett and Gold. I can't what even remember who that was, mate. I can't remember who it was now. I'm sure that like, you even had the likes of Betway get a record fine. Yeah. Um, this year as well. Um, uh, well done, Karen Brady. Fantastic business. Yeah. <laughs> Um, to what we can discuss for a little bit because I'm going on a show um, a guy called Maya 11 I think it is a lot of West Ham uh, YouTubers have been doing some stuff for this guy um, maybe you can help me out mate with some of the ideas for um, players obviously it's who you've seen um, you know so I, I can't be plucking out Bobby Moores and Trevor Brookings and Billy Bonds which is your obvious ones um, I've got an idea of who I want and what my team is going to look like. It's um, four, one, three, two. Um, yeah, there's there's a big list of players. Um, so if I sort of run through it, so for me, oh, I would say I would say, why don't we why don't we just go rather than just saying what your team is, because then there's no point in you going on this guy's video. Oh, no, 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 no. We won't, we won't reveal the team. Okay, yeah, all right. Why don't we just say? A selection of players that we could have in our possible okay, team. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to spoil the program, yeah. Um, yeah, so like goalkeepers, 
That's a lot, mate. We've had a lot He's of goalkeepers. Or may not be in my team. <laughs> so, on this stuff, the goalkeepers I've seen, and obviously you would have seen them as well. So, we can go right back to Ludo for my probably my first goalkeeper that I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, you've got Leonard Lamar, Cheka Islop, um, Rob Green, Fab, um, Jimmy Walker, Stephen Bywater, Dasa Rilich, Greg Forrest, and Fuhr. <laughs> um, you know, there's loads. There were, there were loads. Um, Roberto, Adrian, Randolph. Um, Do you know, we have had a lot of good goalkeepers over the years, mate. I mean, if, yeah. if you, like I say, even just to list off the likes of... That's like, Charlie, yeah. That's the guy who's showing going on. Yeah. Um, so if you know if you think about the likes of Fabianski, Rob Green, David James, Shaka Rislop, like we've had we, we, that's one position I, I think that West Ham in our oh, time apart from Roberto, yeah. Yes. But in our time, I think we've been good. We've had good goalkeepers, we've had solid goalkeepers generally. Throughout the years, I think that's yeah, really you go beyond that. You know, you go before Ludo as well, you know, Phil Parks and people like that. It's been quite a good position for us. Yeah. Like, I, on, that's one where it's difficult. I'm not going on the show, so I can talk about who goes in my team. And I don't know. I'm sort of, I, I we, we spoke about this between of, about two or three. I'm, I'm swayed between about mm. two or three. Obviously, with that, I can, I can make, I can name the three that I'm swayed with. Obviously, it's, Fabianski, because he's been amazing. He has. He, he's been an incredible goalkeeper for us over the last couple of years. And I know that's just because it's fresh in memory. Um, Rob Green is massive for me. Massive because mm. he was just sensational. That year we stayed up, he was just ridiculous. And Ian Day did get himself up to England goalkeeper as well. Um, I didn't see enough of Ludo as a kid, you know, to really remember like his impact on... I think... Your one, mate, which you're probably going to say is Shaka. Yeah, brilliant, mate. He was a brilliant goalie before because he got injured, didn't he? Before, leg, yeah, yeah, before that injury, he was phenomenal goalkeeper. Um, yeah, I, I like Shaka a lot, but it's even then, like you say, the, way, the more you think about it, it's difficult. It's a really difficult position to pick. Really difficult. Yeah, like I did like Jimmy Walker as well. Do you know, I know that was Championship. He was a good goalie. You know, he was solid, solid goalie. Um, like I say, I'm, I'm playing a slightly different formation. So we'll, we'll just discuss as in general, to be honest. So like in terms of right backs, if we moved on, I know we did this a few years ago, didn't we? we uh, yeah, we'll quit. We'll, it's a good conversation we can have for half hour. Right backs, mate, again in our lifetime. Um, We've got Lucas Neal, Sebastian Schemmel, uh, Steve Potts. Scaloni. Lionel, Mr. Uh, Champions League. Scal- I like Scaloni. I like Scaloni. Um, apart from that one mistake. Apart from that um, one mistake, yeah. Bad Demel, Ravsan Rat. I think he was a right back, wasn't he? Or was he a left back rat? I can't remember. Rat was left back. Do you know oh, what? what? I was watching, um, I forgot all about Guy Demel. And then I was watching the. He was, quite good. He he was, was quite really good, good mate. I was watching on good. YouTube. West Ham did the. They showed the, um, the playoff final and Colton Cole was doing the commentary for it, talking about yeah. it. And at the end of it, at the end of the game, Guy Demel, Guy Demel, I think, actually went off injured. And Colton Cole was talking about him, saying that he was he was really funny, but he was like, just an absolute unit. Um, and he was a really good player. 
you know, right back's another one. We've had quite, we've had some. Yeah, some problem area though as well that we had for a long, long time, mm -hmm. didn't we? Obviously, Cole Jenkinson was good that year. Was there? I mean, you could think like. Uh, I mean, like, uh, our right back for like, was that right back for two years? Yeah, um, I mean, Glenn Johnson, but obviously yeah. not at the club uh, for too long. Um, oh man, there's, there's just, just I don't know. There's some there's some good players there as well. I, 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 as I say, I did say the other day. I think for me, I'll probably put Steve Potts there for me for right back. He was uh, more of a that time we played three at the back, I believe, that during that time, mm. wing back. So he was more of a left sided centre back, weren't he, than a left back? But, um, sorry, right back. right back. Yeah, he was, uh, yeah, solid though. He's a legend, um, ZV. Um, yeah, like I said, I really liked Lucas Neal when he was there. Mm. Lucas Neal was fantastic. Brilliant captain. captain, Brilliant captain yeah. Um, say, so God, Demo was good as well. Schemmel, you. Schimmel was a one-season wonder, but what a one-season wonder. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? He, he was fantastic, weren't he? Um, you know, he's too old, but he, there's no denying in terms of his Premier League class, Zabaleta is a great yeah. right back, you know, he, and he gets in many people's last team of the Premier League decade, you know, in terms of 2010 to 2020, most people pick him at right back. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the... Maybe not in a West Ham shirt, but it's definitely an argument in terms of how good he was as a player. I'm trying to think, is there anyone else that we've missed? Probably. No, he was a left back when I'm thinking Fabian the Prella. The Prella. Yeah. yeah. Um, everyone, off, everyone was really annoyed when we sold him, but then he just completely disappeared. Yeah. And I'm going to mention one here, mate, in, in centre backs, right? Um, I, I really like this guy. He does a guy on my team. Um, Manuel Da Costa, mate. I like Da Costa as well. Yeah, Da Costa. He's, I think he's still playing. Yeah, no, I, th I think he is still playing. Yeah, uh, um, I he ran up on FIFA the other day. Actually, I got him in a pack on FIFA. Can't man, remember what team he plays for. Some of the centre backs, man, like like the, the, like that, like a Da Costa, like a, a Hanu Tahinen. Yeah, Hayden Fox. Hayden Hayden Fox. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for his escapades in nightclubs, than, yeah, uh, his West Ham career. I mean, uh, but back, Virginia, mate, he he was playing an United game. The Canio that Hanu Tinian, guy you were referring to, he played game at Old Trafford when De Canio scored that goal. He mm. was centre back that day. Um, so yeah, he, he was good. I don't know what happened to him. He was I'd good. Like to know what happened to him? He was another. I'm pretty sure he was another one where he was. He uh, did, was he? He might have even been on loan. I can't remember, but he definitely. I'm sure he was a short term contract. Actually, I'd love to know where he went. And um, we didn't hold on to him. I'm pretty sure we could have kept him, but we didn't. Hanutinian, Finnish footballer, 43 now. There we go. Um, he went to Anderlecht and played 101 games, and finished his career at Zurich in 2010. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he was, he was quite a good solid player. He only played eight times for us, apparently. Yeah. Feels like it was more. But there you go. Yeah. And then you know, I think like we've had some we've had some really good centre backs and some really bad centre backs. You know, mm. Tets, Roger, John, Roger Johnson. Um oh I've got a really bad right back just quickly back on that. Gary Charles. Jesus Christ, that geezer was awful. He was awful. Um yeah, centre back wise, um, Ian Pierce, man, 
a really forgotten centre-back. He was fantastic. He was on the verge of the England team at one point. Hmm. And again, another one, he got some really funny injury. Just, you know, didn't see him again. Yeah. Got a great goal against Spurs as well. Look that up on YouTube, guys, after this video. Type in Ian Pierce versus Spurs. Won the goal. Uh, trying to fit as well. Igor Stimac, I say him all the time. One of the best centre-backs I've seen at West Ham. Graceful, true operation, hard man. Lovely pass for the ball as well. We had a fantastic team then. Yeah, Super Tom. So, who's that, mate? Super Tom. Super Tom, yeah. Thomas, Thomas Repka. His career progressed, didn't it? Like, he started pretty poorly. Uh, was getting sent off a lot. But, yeah, he definitely progressed. Um Rio, obviously, is an obvious shout. Maybe, maybe we didn't see the best, best Rio, but, you know, you have to put him in the conversation. Winston Reid. Winston Reid. Ginge, mate. Ginge. Collins so, and Gabidon, mate. Huh? Collins and Gabidon. Yeah, Collins and Gabidon together at one point. Fantastic for us. Elliot Ward and Anton Ferdinand together in the championship. Really good. Um, what about your stance on Christian Daly? He's a legend. Christian <laughs> <laughs> Daly's a legend. He's like probably the best West Ham song ever. You can't you can't diss Christian Daly. Yeah. Come on. I'm trying to fit other centre backs. Um Diop Ogbonna. Um this year, obviously, if you're thinking of centre backs this year. Yeah, mate, do you know what? Hundred percent. I know a lot of people don't like him this year, obviously. He's been really, really probably our best player. For me, Ogbonna's one of the best centre arts we've had. It's been fantastic this year. He, he's he goes he's a off brilliant goal. player. You don't play centre back for Juventus and Italy. He and Italy, if you're a bad defender, um, yeah, yeah, I, I really like Ogbonna. Um, so he, he's he's in the discussion for me as well. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other centre back. Um, just before we move to left back. Just for just for I just because I see the comments in the chats. Hello to everyone just joining us. We're basically oh, yeah. talking about um, sort of Luke's been asked on to a show to talk about his sort of best eleven West Ham players. So we just sort of we don't want to ruin the team, but we're just talking about different players that are played in the different positions through the years and like our favourite players and and who we think's best. So feel free as well. Get involved, guys. We can yeah, see some ideas, messages. Guys. There are many centre backs that I've forgot. Yeah, we can see all your messages, though. Get involved as well. We're basically just running through positions for West Ham and just talking about our, our favourite players. Um, left back, uh, JP starts us off there. George McCartney. George, mate, good shout. Great shout. Great shout. One of Lee's favourite players from the channel. Weird, uh, like, he, after he left, just disappeared. I really thought that he would... Did, did Where did he even go? So he went to... Went to Sunderland and then he came back, I think. Definitely came back. I don't know where he went after that. It feels like he just, that was it. His career was done. This Yeah, and it's, it's weird that we didn't re-sign him as well. Mm. He was solid, you know. He, he uh, got some assists as well. Oh, I can't bother. Uh, another good left back. Um, I liked him anyway. I, I like Scott Minto. Um, and that wing. Trevor Sinclair used to swap, switch wings. Then, like, so um, he's one that will be in the conversation in a minute, Trevor Sinclair. Um, yeah, so Sinclair would sometimes play on the right and then sometimes on the left. And I remember that left-hand side when I had the first season ticket. 
Minto, Sinclair, De Canio. Their link-up play, those three, that wing was unbelievable. Mm. The, the way them used to link up. Uh, left back now, Cresswell. You know, he has shown good stuff. I always think he's shy in the tackle for me. Um, yeah, he hundred percent since since obviously he had that really bad injury. He hasn't really been the same since Cresswell. Um, I feel like he sort of shies out of challenges. He doesn't really make tackles anymore, um, which is a shame. I think it kind of ruined him a bit. Um, massively, just our other current left back, obviously massively divisive, Masuaku. Um, I, I, I'm a big Masuaku fan. I know a lot of people slate him. A lot of people don't like not him. Not as a defender. As a defender. He's not sure. great. It, I think he could be an amazing left winger uh, if he improved his delivery a little bit. Probably the best dribbler at the club. But I, re I really like Masuaku. Little players, see players like that. I just like. I just little cult cult players like that. They just. I just like. Um, I'm trying to think. A goal scorer in an FA Cup final. Paul Konchesky, mate. Koncheski, yeah, great shout. Um, Big West Ham fan as well. First year, he was fantastic. Got in the England team. And then again, typical like any West Ham player, any England team, and then their career just go. I remember it. He played for, played against Argentina. I think it was Old Trafford. After that game, just weren't the same, weren't the same left back. Mm -hmm. Just weren't the same. Um, probably, obviously, we've got Julian Dix. Yeah, that goes back to Julian. Obviously. Julian, icon. He's an icon, Julian. But another, for me, Stuart Pierce. Yeah, mate. Mate, there was an era, we'll talk more Stuart in a minute, but there was an era where we had some world-class, like, we top, Nigel Winterburn, Stuart Pierce, Chrissy Powell, left-backs, Rufus Brevier as well. Rufus. <laughs> love as well, left-back. Stuart Pierce was, he... Didn't just like get. It's not that he gets West Ham. He gets football. Yeah, it's football passion. fan. Just absolute he, passion. Yeah. Yeah, the geezer was thirty-seven years old when he was playing for West Ham. He still had the influence. He still had the fear factor. You know that like boxer thing where it's like, well, I've got to come up against Stuart Pearce here. Mm. But he was fantastic for us, Stuart Pearce. The, just the, the the like he, he was a proper. Like a proper hard man as well. Oh, well, a name's just been put in the chat there. I've completely forgot about it. Uh, I see it, yeah. Joey O'Brien, yeah, definitely, mate. Jonathan Spector. Specs. Come on. Come on. Where would you even, Spector, though, as a position, it, where do you even put him? He's not really a defender, he's more of a midfielder. Because yeah, when he, he scored them two goals against Man United, he was playing in midfield, wasn't he? Hmm. Uh, Charlie also says McCartney has only ever played for West Ham, Sunderland, and Leeds. Leeds. Oh. With Paul, he's a winger and played out of position. Ian Pierce, JP, you might have missed that, mate. Ian Pierce, one of my best defenders um, that I've seen at West Ham. Like I say, injuries um, sort of ruined his career a little bit, didn't it? Yeah, like Nigel Winterburn. Remember him scoring a great goal against Leeds. Chrissy Powell was a good left back. Uh, trying to think of a left back. Who was the left back before Cresswell? Then that would have been McCartney, wouldn't it? Probably. Mm. And then before McCartney. Yeah, no, there, there was again. It's tough, man. It's would any really bad ones then? Look, young Stevie Potts. What, what was his name? Oh, what, what was Steve Potts' son's name? 
Dan, Dan Potts. Dan Potts. He did really well on point as well. Yeah. Then he had that really bad injury at Arsenal while I was there. He got knocked out. And then just, he weren't the same, was he? Yeah. Uh, okay, then moving into that midfield area. I need some names. We'll, we'll go with a CDM then. We'll, we'll call it a CDM, you know, the modern position, the position everyone wants to play. Um, you have to put in, God rest his soul, Mark Vivian Fowler. You have to put him in. Um, maybe we didn't see what he was really about. Mm. But, you know, there's a, there's a thing that always sticks in my mind with Mark Vivian Foe. He played that ball to Trevor Sinclair, Foe to Sinclair, Sinclair. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it just that sticks in my mind. And I think with Foe, I think what it was is he was for his time. Mm. I think if he was playing now, everyone needs a player like that, you know, who can spread the ball, physical, dominant midfield. And I think fans then didn't appreciate position then that, that that's what it is for me i don't know yes yes or no i mean you're talking this is like you had the likes of your roy keens and your patrick vieras i don't know if it was an underappreciated position i just don't think west ham had anyone really in that mold i mean if you think of west ham i don't, I don't think before him and to be honest mate up until i'm, I'm trying to think now actual dedicated defensive midfielders you know, you can talk about the likes of Kiate, but he's more sort of box to box. You can talk about even the likes of like Steve Lomas. Do you know what I mean? A big tackling midfielder, but not really what let's we. Just say, let's call it a CM then. Let's because yeah, yeah, but not not really what really think of as a CDM. Yeah, because like you said, Steve Lomas, mate, you could you wouldn't even call John Moncur, although he used to love a tackle. You wouldn't put John Moncur as a CDM, would you? No, no, no definitely. He's like not a nutcase attacking midfielder who was like to tackle. He's a ledge, though. He's an absolute ledge. Oh, of course he is. Johnny Monks. What a player. <laughs> <laughs> and then JP's there, put Carrick. Carrick, oh. Carrick. There you go. So Carrick's probably the closest. I'm, I'm just trying to think of proper CDMs. Carrick's, Carrick's probably one of the closest we've had. I, I, yeah, it, I'm, I'm trying to think. We don't. We haven't really had many players that just sit in that position. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, even like... You know, like a the army sort of character. That's they're, they're more a box to box than a CDM, aren't they? Like the army mm. was fantastic as well. That first year he was there. Uh, that Charlie Walsh there for the player. Hitzelsberger as well. The hammer. Nice he was a good player. Him, I liked him. He was good. Yeah, he had a great, great left foot. Great the left likes. Foot. Um, oh, Kovacs. Radoslav Kovacs, shocking player. Barami, Fallon Barami. Oh, I liked him. I did like him. Him and Jack, when Jack Collinson was um, for his bad injury, them two, the energy levels that they offered us was unreal. Uh, JP, you've said the name that I've got to say in a minute and I will go on to him. But yeah, Barami and um, Collinson, unreal. Um, other C CMs we've not mentioned, mate, Frank Lampard. You know, you, you've got to put him in the conversation, whether you... Uh, whatever he's, however he left West Ham and stuff, you know, scoring midfielder. Yeah. 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 Fat Frank, Mark, obviously. Mark. Yeah. Mark. Yeah. No, I said Mark, but uh, I will put it up because Super Scotty, mate, for me, one of, you know, take out Paolo and stuff like that, one of my favourite players. Yes, there is the 
question marks over him, you know, leaving to Tottenham of all clubs. My God, what a player. What, what a player. Um, one hour a year, three times hammer a year. Only Billy Bonds and Trevor Bookings done that, I believe. And passion. If you're talking passion, this geezer was passion all over him, no? Brilliant player, mate. Uh, brilliant player. Absolutely carried West Ham. Um, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, fantastic player, fantastic captain, carried West Ham. But, and again, we spoke about this the other day, that leaving for Tottenham, if he had gone anywhere, if he had gone anywhere else, but he went to Tottenham. And I can't forgive him for that. I'll, I'll always appreciate what he'd done for West Ham. I'll always appreciate what a good player he was. Oh, for three years, mate, he carried the team. But I can't put him on that level because he left for Tottenham. I'm sorry. A lot of fans are going to disagree with me. I know I'm going to get stick for that. But... I know, mate, mate. I, I, I think <laughs> you'll be surprised. I think a lot of people are in the same, same page as you. And I think sometimes I get criticism because I speak so highly of him. But he was one of my favourite players. No doubt about it. I used to love the way he played. You loved to pick him, didn't you, mate? So before him, you, Fat Frank was your favourite player. He you was, didn't know how to pick him. Yeah, before that, John <laughs> before he was kicking people in the face. <laughs> um, oh, here we go. Nigel Quasi. Wow. Midfielder he was. What a legend. Absolute legend. Henry Lansby. I used to like him as well. Uh, he only played for us for a little while, Henry Lansby. What about more attack minded? I know I've put sort of spoke about Frank already. We're, we're talking attack minded midfield, not wingers yet. We won't go into wingers yet. Um, so attack minded midfield, you have to put him, mate. Probably your favourite Um Joey. Yeah. Cole, man. When he came back as well, loved it. Absolutely loved it. Definitely, mate. 100%. Obviously, leave the club as well. 100%. I actually, um, I was flicking through, what was it? I've got, I've got every single season review DVD, apart from, I was missing one, and I actually managed to get it the other day. 2013, 2014, that was the season Joey came back, and he scored the opening goal of the season. Um. So yeah, what a player! What a player! And there was, there was actually, you know, he got West Ham. There was an article about him that I was reading actually the other day that was talking about Joe and about how it's such a shame that he's that he was kind of. If you look at Joe Cole's career, won everything, England caps, you know, title, like won everything, but such a shame he he was ruined at Chelsea. Oh, yeah, Joseph knocked it out of him. He always yeah. says that it made him a better player. I think he's a bit, he's diplomatic with that. Like, you can't deny it. He obviously went on and won big titles and stuff like that. But this guy was the closest thing that, to Paul Gascoigne. Oh, mate. Again, in the, in the article, the, the journalist is talking and he said that they, even when he was a schoolboy, when Joey was a schoolboy, journalists were aware of this kid. They were, and it was in them circles like, you've got to go and see this kid play. And they used to go and see him at schoolboy level. And the, and the, this guy was saying, it, it after like five minutes, it was clear he weren't just the best player on the team. He was on a different planet to these yeah. kids. Um, yeah, like, debut. yeah, I was there for his debut. Julian Dick scored against Swansea. Yeah. Mate, I remember him, with, I think the, the it might have been his first home game what what was his? What, Swansea, was he came on Swansea FA Cup game. He came on. 
I'm 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 thinking it must be his league game. He played against Man United. He came off the bench. I'm sure it was against Man United. It was the first time I remember remember seeing him, and he took the piss. Yeah, mate. Like, what a player! Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Joey probably like definitely one of my all-time favourite West Ham players. There's no no doubt about it. No doubt about it. A player that's just come in my mind there, and I hadn't even been thinking about him. Um, Yossi Benian. What a player! What a player! What a player! Him and uh, the other Israeli guy, um, Berkovic. I oh, yeah. Fantastic Israeli players that we've had. Um, skillful, going them after that pass as well. But their passing ability was unbelievable, weren't they? Yeah, I think Benny Yoon, when when Benny Yoon come to West Ham, that was the big thing. That's what everyone was saying, isn't it? Was he was the next Isle Berkovic. Um, brilliant players, mate. Brilliant. Like them them little technical players. Love them, love them kind of players, man. Um, so fun to watch. Um what one in the Diamante. Yeah, I was gonna say great one in the comment there from Charlie Diamante. What a player. Again, I was reading an article about him the other day as well. He was talking about how he wishes he'd never left West Ham and it was a mistake to leave and he wished he had stayed. The only uh, thing I did like about Diamante, and I did like him, was one kick. Whenever that kick came, that might have come in the fifth minute. You ain't planned for the rest of the 85th minute. So you're hoping that the kick comes in about the 75th minute. <laughs> because that's the only thing I didn't like about him. He had a wand of a left foot. Really oh, good free kick taker. And he always used to love trying to score from the halfway line. <laughs> ping, didn't he? Yeah, that was the, that was the big frustration from him. Was he obviously he had the ability one in ten would go in the top corner, but them other nine, you were just thinking, what are you doing? Why are you shooting from there? Yeah, great player. Yeah, funny. Um, also in that attack, attacking midfield, obviously, boy, mate, uh, not been good this year, but you, you can't deny one of our, you know, one of our top players of the last couple of years is Lanzini. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, horrendous injury. No one can put anything on that. You know, you, you do the cruciate ligament, whoever you are, you know, Fat Ronaldo, you know, done his knees. He was never, ever, ever the same player. So I think it's just a shame with him. And I'm hoping, you know, I mean, the rest has probably hopefully helped him, but not top player. Mm. Uh, a couple of years ago, anyway. I, uh, again, uh, my, my favourite player of our current time, you know, my favourite player in the squad at the minute. I love Lanzini. And I really, I, I'm, I'm forever an optimist, mate. I just always believe, yeah, he'll come back and he'll be as good as he was. And I hope, I, I hope he does. I hope he does. Yeah, I really liked Nobby um, Solano as well. Um, in that role. I know he was only there for about a year or two, weren't he, Nobby? Um, again, he's got a fantastic free kick against Derby. Um, but yeah, he was top. You know, like you know, like you say, those little cute players that we get just mm. like, towards the end of their careers. But they come in and they're like, just take the mix. You know what I mean? They're easily the best players on the team. Um, some other midfielders to mention, mate, before we move on to wingers. Lee Bowyer, Kieran Dyers, you know, people like that. Um, Freddie Lundberg. Was he playing mm. for us, didn't he, at one point? Uh, That's all the same time, wasn't it? Dyer and Lundberg and... Yeah. I think if there are any other... Re- we'll... Declan Rice, mate. We said CDMs. We didn't even talk about Declan Rice, mate. He, he's up there, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? If you're talking about dedicated people that will sit there and read the game. Of course he is. Yeah, of course he is. I mean, he's definitely one of the best ones we've seen. Any other centre mids, mate, before we move on? Did we talk about Hayden Mullins? I just see Apache no, in the comments there. Yeah, Apache says Hayden Mullins. I liked him. 
I liked him. And again, I think it was he was underappreciated on what he did. He did dirty stuff. Again, this might be the abuse. What did you stand on him, mate? Where do you stand on him? It was him, Rio Coker era, that sort of era. Yeah, Rio Coker again, mate, is someone that we haven't really mentioned. But um yeah, for me, Mullins was a good player for West Ham at the time. You oh, know, Fletch. he was well, that era as well. Fletch, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I think Mullins was just, he was just, he was all right. You know, oh, yeah, he ain't setting the world alight. Do you know what I mean? He ain't taking on three players and putting it in the top corner. <laughs> uh, sorry, last one on attacking midfielders, it would be wrong for us not to mention him, mate, is Ravel Morrison. Oh. Uh, again, we're talking about gifted, talented players in a joke hole. Oh, do you know what I mean? This guy, he was one of the first players since Joe. See, we'll talk about the other guy who used to play on left midfield for us. Um, this guy was one of the closest ones to Joe Cole, where it was like, he gets the ball and I'm genuinely excited about what's going to happen, especially at Allardyce team where it was so boring. Mm. It's like, this guy's going to pick it up and carry it for 20 yards and maybe score, maybe lay someone off. But you with Rev, any... Same as everybody else in the country, mate. What a player. Incredibly talented. What a waste. What a waste. What a waste of a gift. Um, just hasn't got the right mentality. He hasn't got the right mentality. Such a shame. Such a shame. If he had if he had the right brain, it'd be West Ham anyway. It'd be one of the best. But yeah, such a shame. That's it, mate. Uh moving on to wingers, it can be right or left. Um I'm going to pluck an obscure name out first. Uh, Mark Keller, mate. Mm. French wizard. Wand of a right foot. Um, remember much about him? Yeah, I do. I don't, I, I have to say not massively, but obviously I do remember him playing. Um, I've just thought of another one actually as well, mate, on the other side. Um, Stan Lazaridis. Oh, Stan. Stan. One of the best goals ever scored by a West Ham player, I think. It's Newcastle. Wingers is another one. We've had some really good players. We've had some pretty poor players as well. I'm trying to think who was the who did we sign from Inter Milan? Actually, he's talking of Inter Milan, Notorino as well for centre mids. Notorino, um, it weren't Inter Milan, it was AC Milan. It Notorino was Inter Milan, it was AC Milan. We signed it was around the same time. That's oh, gonna uh, annoy me. Uh, uh, thinking, uh, hmm? I don't know. In the comments, guys. Only a striker. Who? One you're thinking about? No, I'm sure he was a winger. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Um, other wingers. Um, you know, you can't have a West Ham conversation of our generation without talking about who. There's two main ones in our generation: Trevor Sinclair and Dimitri Payet. Mm-hmm. You know, those two, two of the best that we've had. Um, Sinclair, goal scorer. For England as well, for England scored scored in the World Cup as well, I believe, or set up the goal. I can't remember. I think it was the Argentina game. He set up the goal. Um, what a player! What a player! Him, him, De Canio era, Joe Cole. What did you, did you? Trevor scored one of the best goals I've ever seen as well. Like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I say it all the time, and I am going to do this week. This week, I am going to put out my top ten West Ham goals video. And the Canio ain't number one. Trevor Sinclair is. Um, yeah. I, yeah. What a player, mate. Absolute fantastic player. Um, 
that he, he could whip a ball. Obviously, fantastic whipping a ball across, take players on, pacey. Yeah, yeah, br- brilliant player, mate, brilliant. And then, like you say, Dimmy, as much as he's a snake. Arguably the best player that's ever put on a West Ham shirt of our generation. Yeah. I think that's hard to disagree with, mate. I don't, I don't think, you know, there's yeah, there's the argument. And we will talk about Paolo. Yeah, yeah. You've got the arguments, Paia, Di Canio. And I would always pick Di Canio from those two. But that play, Dimitri Paia, of that time when he was with us, was genuinely one of the best players in the world. Genuinely one of the best players in the world. World team of the the year, didn't he? Got in it, I think, or finished 13th, so he was on the sub bench. Yeah, Ballon, nominated for a Ballon d'Or. Um, absolute magician, like, incredible. <laughs> and I think it's probably going to be a long time until we see another player like that at West Ham. You ain't ever seen a player of that quality again. That was true. Yeah. No, like, just something happened there. We picked him up and no better club than West Ham. You know, we're Fans are gonna fall in love with him and then obviously breaks their hearts. Just thought of another one, just sorry, mate. I'm backtracking now, but one that we missed with the central defensive midfielders, one of the best central defensive midfielders in the world, Mascherano. Mascherano, yeah. Not for <laughs> that, Aiden Mullins yeah. kept him out of the team. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> See, Aiden Mullins should have been playing for Barcelona. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Sorry, it just, just came into me there. Yeah. Um, any other wingers, mate? Um Felipe Anderson, where does he sort of stand, you know? And Antonio, Antonio, you've got to give it to him, man. He's technically no, never going to be on the levels of, like what we said, like a Trevor Sinclair. You know, what he does, he does well. Oh, well, I suppose you could see him. I, I'm just saying, mate, I'm trying to find out who this... Oh, there's, there's, I'm trying to find out who this winger was I'm thinking of. There's a player we didn't talk about, though, in the centre, Joe Mario. Oh, Jal Mario, yeah. He was all right. Oh, I quite liked him. He said Obiang as well. One of the best goals Obiang, ever. Obiang, yeah, yeah. He's Spurs. Um, Mocherino like was AC Milan, wasn't he? Yeah. I liked Kie as well. I'm trying to think. Um, wingers, wingers, man. Give us some wingers in the chat, man. I've got, my brain has gone completely back with wingers. Pretty sure. Oh, again, where do you put him? I'm just. I'm trying to find these players. Um, and Maro's all right. He just come up, but he's more of a forward. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's really gonna. There, there's a player midfielder that we haven't talked about. Pablo Fornells. Fornells, yeah, for this year, yeah, he looked like he was turning into a really good player, didn't he? He looks like he's uh, turning into something a little bit special. Hey, Everton, there you go. There's a winger. Where do you stand with Matthew Everton? Oh, and that just made me think of another one at the same time. Everton and Mark too. Everton was good, mate. He was a really good player for us. Um, really, good. really pacey. I think mm-hmm. I would play semi-final. Yeah, Everton, Everton was a really good player. Really good player. Had his issues off the pitch, obviously. Um, but Everton was a good player. But no, that made me think of Mr. Matt Jarvis. Matt Jarvis, uh, shocking. Uh, how he was a footballer, I don't know. Shocking player. An international, mate, you're talking about there. 
I, I, he's a joke of a player. Joke of a player. Sorry, and if there's any Matt Jarvis fans, what a joke of a player. Sorry. <laughs> I've seen a good interview with him though. I think it was Gio actually on uh, his chat, and they was talking about his crossing. Hmm. Like, I think Gio did ask him like, "Oh, you used to put in real high floaty crossing. It used to fr frustrate a lot of West Ham fans." And he said that was his instruction apparently. To float them in. Yeah. I, I, I believe it because I do believe it because before before he signed for West Ham, I think the whole reason Sam signed him was because he had he, he had the most crosses in the championship, um, and that's why he signed him. And he could, I'm sure, he had the ability to whip them crosses in, mm. but that that it was mate floaty cross Matt Jarvis, shocking, shocking, and he never looked up. He never looked up. If you if you watch him, he just used to put his head down, run down the wing, and just swing his foot at it. I hated him. I hated him. <laughs> um, Luis Jimenez put in the chat there as a winger. Um, yeah, Jimenez is who I'm thinking of. Jimenez is who I'm trying to think of. Thank you, Mexican. thank you, Apache. Because we had Mexican. Enough. We signed for a lot of money. We had two Jimenezes. I think we had two Jimenezes, no. I remember one from Mexico who come with a big price and then he just didn't live up to the standard of it. Chile, Chilean. Chilean. That's it, Chilean. Chilean guy. Uh, came on for a one-year loan doo -doo -doo, from Inter Milan. Yeah, that's that's who oh, I was no. thinking of. Yeah, Savio as well. Legend. Who? <laughs> uh, moving on then, mate. Let's wrap this up a little bit. We'll go for another 10 minutes and let's talk about strikers. Let's do obscure ones first because you know the so there there you go. There's your Mexican mate, Pablo Barrera. Pablo Barrera, that's the one. That's the <laughs> one. Charlie, cheers for that, mate. Um yeah, so strikers, let's go obscure first, mate. Because we all know the sort of top three, top four. Um, I'm gonna throw one out there. David Dimakalis. I was just gonna say him, mate. I was just gonna oh, say Dimakali. I really like him. Elan. There you go, Tristan. Mate, Tristan. Oh, and there's a winger that we didn't talk about, actually. The two... Oh, really? That's the striker, Italian. Okay. The yeah. The two most disappointing signings for me, personally, uh, that West Ham's ever made, was Diego Tristan, because what an incredible player in his prime. And he, he, was, he was okay for us, but what a player... And Luis Barmore. Oh, that's a winger, a left winger. Yeah, Barmore. Although I, th I don't, I think Barmore gets a bad rap for West Ham. He was, um, he was poor. Hmm? He was poor, man. He was. He was poor. Frustrating. Frustrating. He, yeah, he was frustrating. He really tried hard. He, he really did. He really tried hard, but he just did. He just didn't have it. Ah, oh, there's a there's a striker we signed as well who was really disappointing, but he used to be the best player. On Pez, he used to be the best player on the old Pro Evo games. Oh man, he was Benny McCarthy. Benny McCarthy. Yeah, yeah we, we, I said that just a bit. Ago. Um, yeah, like we we were linked with him before he we went to Blackburn as well, weren't we? Um, I was really disappointed that we didn't sign him then, and then when he turned up, he was two Benny McCarthys. <laughs> Couldn't could run or anything because was it him and? Bobby Keane, we had at the time. Mm. And it was just no goals were coming in. Didn't we have the geezer called Victor Abina as well? Abina, yeah. 
Oh, and there's there's again another winger we didn't. Hmm? Maneki as well. Do you remember him? Who, who was who was the who was the winger we signed? Who who was meant to be like the next big thing and disappeared? Oh, I don't know, mate. It's been too many of them. He completely he disappeared. Like I think he actually went AWOL. He went missing. But legend, like uh, Harry Redman, Savio, Savio. Um, yeah, Savio Noresco. Yeah, yeah, just nine million pound down the drain. <laughs> um, Emeneki's like there's been so many of those sort of strikers, and I liked Franco. Though. I quite liked uh, Franco. Avor Suke, Avor Suke, yeah. Belovic. Uh, he was there for a year. Freddie Sears, Nicky Maynard, Sam Baldock. Sam Baldock and Nicky Maynard, yeah. Good. Um, yeah. Mate, I, I, like, there's so many players you forget even played for us. Ricardo Vazte, Freddie Pickion. I liked Vazte. Mate, Sergi, Sergi Rebrov played Sergi for West Ham. Rebrov, yeah. Like, there's yeah. so many players you just forget about. Vazte obviously scored one of the most important goals in West Ham's recent history, so he has to go in there. I remember when we went to an FA Cup game, though, mate, you was there that on the rare occasions you was over. I hope you remember it. He was just about to step up to take a free kick. And you said, <laughs> yeah, if this goes in, it's, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> straight in the top corner. <laughs> um, I'm trying to fit some other ones. Um, so again, back to the old, older sort of era. We're talking Johnny Artsons, Kitsons. Johnny Artson scored, um, finished second top goal scorer one year, just behind Andy Cole. That just shows you, you know, we've never, we've not had a striker on that level for a long, 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 long time. Um, I, I see sort of the back end of Tony Cotty's career mm. as well. If you again, not enough to influence me. Um, Man that played with probably a guy that gets into all of our teams, mate, Frederick Canuti. Oh, great what a player. player. What, mm. what a player. Fantastic player. To Spurs. But um, good player, though. Oh, man. He, he was, again, we only got to see him for a few months, didn't we? Or a mm. year, was it? Even off. Great player. Um, Teddy Sheridan. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> one chop. One chop. 17 goals. Not yeah. had a player anywhere near that. Well, Marlene. Oh, Marlene, what a ledge. Bobby, Bobby man, Bobby Zamora, Bobby Zamora man. Zamora, I yeah. Bobby Zamora. I love Bobby, man. Colton Cole's the best player that's ever played for West Ham. Well, that, that goes without saying. He do, and he never will. Yeah, he doesn't even get, don't get in the team because he's too good for the team. It's one of them. <laughs> Colton so, just floats above the team. Yeah. An attacking midfielder we miss, mate, you mentioned him all the time, is probably one of our best captains of our hero is Kevin Nolan. Kev, maybe. Yeah, Kevin Nolan, yeah. Um, you know, very influential in the year, getting us up. He, he has to be in the conversation, doesn't he? Um, but moving on to more strikers, um, let's start mentioning some of the top, top dogs. Actually, a few more obscure ones. Zaza, Simeone Zaza, terrible. Until we uh, left. Until we left, yeah. Caleri, um, terrible. And, and that's kind of disappointing, Javier Hernandez. Yeah, um, you know, so excited when we signed him. Just... Didn't work out for him, did it? No, it didn't. What again? The hype and the excitement. Great player, not for our system at the time, unfortunately. Lucas mm. Perez, shame. Didn't play more. Left. Went on to be amazing. Well, Jordan Ugel, you know, yeah, stupid. Too good for West Ham. It, it, mate, he's gonna next year, mate. He'll bang him in for fun. 
What about centre half? Sorry, just going back to centre backs. Neil the Razor Ruddock, mate. <laughs> I remember Harry played him up front one game. I don't know if you was at that game or not. I remember he put him up front. <laughs> we needed a goal and he put him up front. I remember uh, Ian Pierce playing up front. I don't remember yeah, Ruddock yeah, playing up front. That's a striker, Ian Pierce, actually. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here's, here's, a, here's another one, mate, that many sometimes forget he did play for us, mate. Ian Wright. Ian Wright, yeah. 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 Ian Wright. Played, played well for us as well. Well, for us, yeah, he did. He did play well for us. Ian, right? I met him uh, over the training ground. I remember meeting him. Um, good striker, mate. Bloody Premier League legend. Well, you know? obviously, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, so you know, you have to talk about him. He, he was a good, good player. Um, sorry, just going through. Just don't want to miss any major ones. David Connolly, um, Championship mm. for us. He, he was solid. Jermaine Defoe. Jermaine, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jermaine Defoe, one of the closest to Ian, right? Um, you know, born to score goals, absolutely born to score goals. Um, another one, you know, career tarnished, well, West Ham career tarnished, should I say? It's a shame of him because he would he could have been a top top player. It is a shame, it is a shame. And I think with Defoe, f- for me personally, I think since he left, he's he said all the right things, he's said, yeah, yeah, for me, yeah, right. advised. for yeah. me, that's that's behind me now. Um, I've got no issues with Jermaine at all. He's always tried to sort of make amends. He's always, you know, tried to build them bridges back, Jermaine. Um, I, I, I respect him for that, unlike uh, the likes of Frank. Yeah, you know? Before we move on, we know we more or less know the top three, but again, another name that we need to mention, Andy Carroll, mate. Again, talking about best goals you've ever seen. He's the best guy I've ever seen over London Stadium. Live. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a classic cliche with uh, Andy, isn't it? When he's fit, unplayable, fantastic player. Do you know he got a hat trick against Arsenal? But yeah, exactly, mate. Like you say, when he's fit, when he's a firing, when he's on form, unplayable, unplayable. And uh, like, mate, who who can forget? Obviously, that season we had him on loan at the end of the season, the whole all the fans, we, we want, want you to, to stay. stay. We want like loved him, loved him, brilliant player. Another one, whether it's purely fitness-based or whether it's attitude or lifestyle outside of the game or a combination of all three. I don't know. It's, again, it's a shame. It's another one that's probably wasted his uh, – he's probably made an absolute fortune. Yeah. I'm sure he's a multi-millionaire. I'm sure he don't really care, but um, probably wasted his career a little bit. Yeah. Uh, moving on to then, mate. So injuries again like you say mate this is another player that falls straight into that category is Dean Ashton mate um, again it's another typical West Ham isn't it you know mm. we look like we're getting I'm not going to say the next Alan Shearer but that's sort of the, one of the best ways I can describe it um, then he, he gets injured do you know what I mean yes again what a shame what what a player again just natural instinct natural goal scorer who he was playing with, mate, as well. Sorry, just a name before I move on. It's just come to me and I didn't want to miss out him because he was a good player. Craig Bellamy was with him as well. Bellamy's a brilliant player. Yeah, Craig Bellamy's a fantastic player, yeah. Um, yeah, Dino, such a shame. To be honest, if he hadn't got injured, he probably would have gone to Man United anyway. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but um, what a player, mate. Mate, that overhead kick he scored in Mark Noble's testimonial. <laughs> like, still got it. <laughs> I get what that. Goals I've ever seen. Um, his goal against Old Trafford, Old yeah. Trafford, when he's done Rio Ferdinand. Do you know what I mean? At the time, Van der Saar in goal as well. Brilliant, brilliant player. 
Brilliant player. Um, next, before the main man, um, Carlos Tevez, mate. We have to talk about him. Um, I know we only see him for three, four months. Or or, no, it was a whole season, but we only got to see the best of him for like three, four weeks. Again, he's he surely got to be up there as, in terms of where he went in his career, one of the best players that's ever played for West Ham. Oh, there's no doubt about it. There's yeah. absolutely no doubt about it. Um, uh, yeah, th- of course, like you say, after he left and where he went and what he did, amazing, 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 amazing player. Shame that we didn't, We it, it did take so long for him to sort of settle into the team and start scoring them goals. And obviously that goal, uh, the free kick against Tottenham, like, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, of course he has to be up there. And of obviously always, I know most people will say, oh, yeah. Demba Bar. Yeah, what a player. Demba Bar, great player. Again, another one with dodgy knees, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, no, was it, It was. he had a heart condition, didn't he? Was that his problem? Demba mm, Bar? Maybe. I know he likes strawberry syrup, if you've ever seen that video. No. Strawberry <laughs> syrup, I just love it. <laughs> um, yeah, Carlos, amazing. Um and then obviously you want to talk about main man number one, but what about Marko Arnautovic? Yeah, before we move on, we yeah. listen and Marco, mate. I, I again, you know, you get excited during the season, and you, 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 it's natural to big players up when they're there in the moment. Marco was very close to, for me, in terms of the style and the way he just used to float with a ball. No, no real natural pace. Great player, great player. But again, it's a typical West Ham, isn't it? You know, we love to fall in love with these players. Game, he was, he was a, he was a game changer. He was a player that was capable of winning a game on his own. Yeah, um, yeah. He, he was one of them players again that when he picked the ball up, he could just make something happen out of nothing. Um, brilliant player to watch. Fantastic ability. Another one though, just attitude was mm. just just poor. Um, massive mercenary. Would you take him back, mate? Hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Start asking me, would I take Dimitri Payet back, even at thirty-four years old? Yeah, I would. Mm. Yeah, I probably would as well. I mm. probably would as well. Mm. What, what, what about Halle? Where do you stand with him before we move on to the last one, mate? What? It's it's hard to talk about Halle because. He's obviously, and it's been proven before he came to West Ham, he is a fantastic striker. He's a brilliant goal scorer. He's not. That's that's the problem with Allaire. He's not Mark Arnautovic. He's not a player that's going to pick the ball up, take on four players and smash one in the top corner. He's not that type of player. Same no. as like Javier Hernandez. You, if you're going to sign a player like that, you have to play... To his strengths. Build, build around the strengths. Yeah. yeah. If, if you're going to sign that kind of player, you've got to play to their strengths. You can't just expect them to do something they've never done in their career to all of a sudden just do it. He's not a lone man up front, isolated, going to take the ball with his back to goal. That's not what he is. He's a brilliant goal scorer, but he needs that interchange. And I think if we can get that, we'll see it. Mm. But I, I think he's probably going to be another one, mate, where... He'll leave West Ham and he'll go on and have a fantastic career somewhere else. I agree. 
Right, there's only one man to finish the show with, mate, of our generation, and that is the main man. I was watching his uh, thingy, actually. It's on YouTube. You know he did that live event um, last year. I actually watched that this morning. Um, Paolo, mate. Paolo is... I know we said you know, Dimi is the best player in terms of what recognition-wise. Paolo Di Canio is the best player I've ever seen in a West Hampshire. A mile. A mile. In terms of excitement, mm. um, talent, passion, um, maverick, ability, skill. <laughs> Listen, there's no one that, you know, there's no one for me that touches Palo. No, no I agree. I agree 100%, mate. Um, f- where, where do you even start with Palo? Like, again, mate, like you say, he had everything. He had natural ability. He had the work rate. He, like, he had the, the mentality the passion, the skill, like th- th- you've got to think as well at, at that kind of time, obviously you see it. A, there's a lot more technical players and skillful players in the league. Now you didn't see that as much back then. You know, you really didn't. Obviously there were players out that nice either. just floated. Yeah. Float. He, and he, he absolutely terrified defenders yeah. Yeah. when he, when he stood up a defender the only thing I compare can compare it to is when, like, and, and again, I'm not trying to put these on the same level ability-wise, but when you used to see prime Cristiano Ronaldo stand up a defender, it was that same level of fear. Like, yeah, that defender was standing there thinking, I'm going to get mugged off here. It was that, like I said, I'm not trying to say Paolo is on the same level as Ronaldo. But it was that. Like, I'm not going in for the tackle. I'll just stand off. Yeah, exactly. It was that same level. Like when he just used to stand up on the ball, you, you just knew he was going to do something special. Incredible. Some of the goals he scored, man. And and it that underappreciated as well. And I, I was talking with our mate Bowden about this not that long ago. The Chelsea goal is massively, massively underappreciated. Unbelievable goal. Like to flick that up and hit it on your weak foot and just smash it into the top corner. I remember a goal he scored against... Um... I think it was Derby actually, where Sinclair laid it off to him at the corner of the box. He's just curled it straight in from the corner of the area. And it was like, how is this geezer doing this? You know what I mean? Incredible, incredible, incredible player, mate. And and I, 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 well, I think that's what it is with him as well. Not just incredible player, the moments, the Bartes goal, you know, it's just so many wonderful moments with that mm. man. Just, yeah. He's, he's an icon, mate. He's an absolute icon. West Ham legend, regardless of what anyone says. Um, what, what a player, mate. What a player. Would, would, and just to finish off it, would, would, is there any of you that would like to see him back at the club in any sort of form, whether that be management, coaching? A million percent. I don't think he could come and be a manager. I don't, I don't, I don't think he can... I don't think his style works with the modern game and the modern players at this at a Premier League level. I just don't think it works. But a million percent, I would love to see him back at the club. I would love to see him back in the club. Imagine him on the touchline, you know, give him a role. He wouldn't take it, obviously. Give, give him a coaching role. Give him a role like Stuart Pearce had at the club or like... Um, Julian Dix had at the club, whatever. Just let him come in and just be around the club. Yeah. Be around the players. I think Nolan's got a bit more 
hands on Kevin Nolan at the minute because obviously he's assistant manager, isn't he? but um, yeah, I know what you're saying, something like that. There's one funny thing just before we finish uh, that Di Canio says, he talks about um, not playing for Italy. And there was like, does that hurt? And he goes, not really. He goes, because if you look at the players who are in front of me, he goes, I goes, as good a player as I was, you had Del Piero, Butabaccio, Viali. And he said he once joked, he rung up the Italy manager and said, can I play um, I play right back? Because I hear that guy's not very good. And obviously it was Maldini. <laughs> it's quite funny with the way he says it. He said, like, that Italy team of that generation was just, yeah. like, unbelievable. Team. I still think I still think it's criminal that he never played for Italy, regardless of the the talent that was in that team at the time. And, again, Paolo's not on the level of Baggio or Del Piero. He's not. But he's, it's kind of like... I think it's a disgrace that Noble never played for England. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yes, there's better players in the team. Yes, there's better players ahead of him. Joke about him, mate, and I know you, you know, you joke about him as a legend. Martin Cole has an England cap. Mark Noble doesn't. Do you know Matt Jarvis has an England cap? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's that it's that same kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. a disgrace that Mark hasn't got that, and I think it's a disgrace that De Canio never got it as well. Um, no, he wasn't better than those other players, but he still should have had that recognition for his. Yeah, you do, do, do you know what I mean? As well, mate, Christian Vieri as well. You know what I mean, like one of the best strikers ever. Mm. Simeone Inzaghi, Filippo Inzaghi, like top top Italians. Then, then. Um, I think that do mate. This is like probably like Joe Rogan podcast. This is like. <laughs> I wish I was getting Joe Rogan's hundred million for Spotify though. That wouldn't be too bad, would it? <laughs> be nice, yeah, it'd be lovely. Really nice, mate. Um, thanks, guys, for those of you who stayed with us the whole way through. And if you're watching this back, make sure you hit the subscribe button and hit the like button. It really helps us out. Um, obviously, we'll be back. We'll be more weekly now, um, you know, as we start building up to games and reviewing games and stuff. So it'd be nice to be back and actually be talking about West Ham rather than just trying to make stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been fun, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks to Paul. See you soon. See you next week. Anyways, keep believing.